What the hell is going on? What the hell is going on? It is the year 2022. Shane McMahon has been fired by his own dad. The Los Angeles Rams are Super Bowl champions. James Harden got traded for Ben Simmons. And now, the latest craziness in the sports sports entertainment world. Cody Rhodes, Brandy Rhodes, are no longer a part of AEW, a company they founded three years ago. What the hell is going on? What's up, everybody? Fred Ricciani, TSC, breaking news update courtesy of FightfulSelect.com's, Fightful.com's, Sean Ross Sapp. If you've been living under a rock, if you haven't been on social media th- today, maybe you're just logging in, maybe you had a long day at work, you're wondering, you know, why is Cody Rhodes trending? Why is Stardust trending? Why is AEW to WWE trending? It's trending because, believe it or not, AEW really allowed one of their founding fathers and mothers to walk, to leave, to vamos. Now let's just un- unpack this right here again. Shout out to Sean Ross Sapp. He had this from the beginning back in January, which was only last month, but this, this month, this, this year's just passing by. Time is a flat circle these last couple of years of the pandemic, but I'm only going to read a snippet here. I encourage you guys to check out FightfulSelect.com. Uh, but he essentially mentioned... That there, that there were talents suspicious that Cody Rhodes' entire contract situation was a work, with a lot of people questioning the legitimacy. But then they realized it was real. And it was reported this morning by Sean Ross Sapp that Cody's pretty much out and that Deddy B is interested in him. The same Deddy B he buried for three years, justifiably so, or actually more than that if we count ROH, the, the same Daddy B where he kind of trolled them with the destroying of the throne. The same Daddy B that he's been at war with the last three years as an EVP of AEW. Crazy to think about. And then uh, shortly after Sean Ross Sapp had, had posted that, AEW had confirmed the report, of course, without citing him. And it just boggles my freaking mind. So AEW thanked Cody and Brandy Rose for all that they did. Tony Khan thanked Cody and Brandy Rhodes for all that they did. Cody Rhodes released a statement and, and said, yeah, I'm, I'm out of there, but I cherish my time and my relationships and all that jazz. And it's kind of crazy because literally up until today, his Twitter account was dedicated to AEW community outreach as in charity work, which by the way, said we want about Cody Rhodes, but he's damn good at that. Whew. I've loved my time at AEW, amazing locker room, amazing fans, amazing people. The revolution was indeed televised, and I've been incredibly lucky to be a part of that. And then he goes on to thank Tony Khan, uh, a bunch of other people, and then he ends it with, thank you fans, y'all did the work, let's live forever. And then he had the American Nightmare logo, which is unfortunately plastered on his neck, which hopefully as part of the terms of his new DDB deal, um, it'll be forced to be removed. In a safe manner, of course. I, I'm speechless here. I've Man, it's, it's crazy. It's, cra- it's crazy to me. My immediate thoughts, and I could be wrong, and I've been wrong before, and it's just, yeah. My immediate thoughts. I think this is a bad move for AEW. Not because Cody Rhodes is as big of a star as CM Punk or Brian Danielson. I'm not trying to say that. 
I'm not trying to say that this guy is the second coming of Stone Cold Steve Austin, who, by the way, Fightful also reports that WWE is trying to get Steve Austin out of retirement this year, which is a footnote to Cody Rhodes. That's how crazy things have been. You shrug at Steve Austin, Cody leaving AEW, holy crap. Okay, now that's out of the way. I think this is a bad move by AEW, and, and I'll tell you why. Whether you like Cody as a wrestler or not, whether you like Brandy or not, whether you think that they're just misunderstood or arrogant pricks, and full disclosure, I had him on my show. I've been a fan of Cody's work for a long time, even before AEW, back in WWE. No matter how you feel about him, they were extremely important to the launch of AEW, especially that first year. And whether you like Cody or not, whether you think he lost the plot or not, and I think at times he's kind of lost the plot a little bit with his character, he was super important for AEW. He w- this man left WWE, left the safety net, willed himself into becoming a legitimate top guy. And when he's on and not taking bumps through flaming tables, and he's actually just being Cody Rhodes, like, honestly, I think he's one of the best workers in the business. Not recently. Again, the flaming tables. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to say that. That ladder match with Sammy Guevara, even though it wasn't totally my cup of tea, was absolutely insane and one of the best ladder matches in years, so shout out to him. But, you know, there were times where as he further progressed in the indies and AEW, he was starting to take a little more risks. And I just, you know, at the end of the day, I liked Cody for being Cody. I don't need him to take crazy bumps off ladders and flaming tables. That's not why myself and a lot of other people became fans of his. But anyway, Cody Rhodes has been integral to AEW. This guy was an EVP, and whether that was misrepresented or not, the guy's done a ton of charity work, a ton of community work. You know, Amanda Huber, the, the wife of, uh, or widow of the late great John Huber, Brody Lee, Luke Harper, has spoken glowingly, you know, about Cody and everything he, he's done for her family. You know, by all accounts, well, by many accounts, a decent guy. And, yeah, I don't know. And as a worker, like, again, when he's on and not doing stupid things and not feuding with Anthony Agogo, like, he's a good worker. And he's somebody that knows how to lay out a match. And he's somebody that I think kind of respects the elders of the past. And you know, he brought in Arn. He brought in Jake the Snake Roberts and, and all these guys. He brought in DDP at one point. And he's somebody that can always you know, give you some credibility in, in the title picture. And he's also a guy that I think people overlook for getting over young talent. Because at the end of the day, he not only put over Sammy Guevara and I believe his last match in AEW, but... He also helped get over Sammy Guevara in his very first match in AEW on AEW Dynamite. He's also the same guy that helped get Ricky Stark signed. He's also the same guy that gave a lot of offense and mic time to Eddie Kingston and helped him get signed. And as most of us know, Eddie Kingston is freaking awesome, but I don't think he'd be in AEW without Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes put over Malachi Black multiple times. Yes, he won at the end. But he got destroyed two times in order to get over Malachi Black, who's, I don't even know what the hell he's doing now. I mean, he, Malachi's doing well. I didn't think he needed a tag team partner. I think they should have shot him to the moon. But that's another creative gripe for another day. Point is, he's done a lot for AEW. Yes, were there some cringeworthy things? Yes, but you know what? There's been cringeworthy things from all the execs, EVPs, Brandy, Dan Lambert stuff, self-explanatory. The Bucks, some of the stuff's been self-indulgent. Kenny Omega, one of the best wrestlers in the world. Some of his stuff's been self-indulgent, especially... I, I mean, think about that. And I, granted, I know they're not making the same amount of money. But, like, Luther, Michael Nakazawa, Brandon Cutler, who mean absolutely nothing for business. 
I mean, I'm sure they do some stuff backstage, but I mean, realistically speaking, like, come on, compared to like Arn Anderson or Jerry Lynn or some of these other guys who are, who've actually done something, like, I don't, like, these guys are employed and you're letting Cody walk? You immediately resign the Young Bucks when their contracts were possibly going to come due and you let Cody walk? And, and here's the other thing, too. And again, whether you like Cody and Brandy or not, Cody was the one that got the reality show. Not the Bucks, not Omega, not Tony Khan. Cody was the one that got on Go Big Show on TBS. Not the Bucks, not Omega, not Co- Tony Khan. Cody was the one that was rumored to have a second season of Roads to the Top, although that was never, I guess, officially confirmed. So, obviously, he's done something right up to this point. Obviously, you know, for as arrogant as he might be with some people or distant within the locker room or whatever, obviously he connects with the TV execs at Warner Media. Otherwise, why would they give him a reality show? Why would they put him on Go Big Show? Why would they put him on for the second season, which is currently airing right now? Because obviously, the man is doing something right. And I just don't think it's right or a good look to take a guy who I feel like, again, whether self-inflicted or not, is somewhat underappreciated, who busted his ass for this company, who gave everything for his company. And yes, again, he was self-indulgent, but so were the other VPs. So have been a lot of people on that roster. So have any other wrestlers when they've got a modicum of power while still active, okay? See Triple H. But I think he's just done so much for that company. And for him to just leave. For them not to pay him what he, he feels like he's worth. And some people will say, well, he, he's not worth CM Punk money. Well, he's not worth Brian Danielson money. The guy helped found the company. The guy went to ROH and was a draw for ROH. He drew their highest buy rates. Yeah, the Bucks, Omega, they did their thing in Japan. But you're telling me the Bucks didn't benefit from being affiliated with Cody Rhodes? From being affiliated with AJ Styles? From being affiliated with a guy named Prince Devitt in the Bullet Club? Like, come on, man. Really? Really? And with all due respect to Omega, who is great, who is a big star... Who's a bigger star to a lot of people? Granted, I know the Deadly B exposure helps, but probably Cody, as far as to like more people. Now, in the AW verse, it's a little bit different, but I'm just saying, not trying to downgrade their accomplishments, but my point is Cody is a star and Cody has contributed. He, he was great for the indies when he left WWE. He was the guy, I know it's cliche and you hear it all the time, and he even said himself, but for real, he kind of low key built the Forbidden Door. Like it was him. Then, you know, to a much greater extent, it was Jericho with the Omega match. And, you know, Jericho might not come back. It's crazy stuff. So just to just let this guy walk. You could have reeled him in. You could have said, you know what, man? Maybe we don't need to have, you know, flaming tables. You could have said, you know what, man? Maybe we don't need to have this feud with QT Marshall that nobody cares about, you know, in a a South Beach strap match. They could have said, you know what, Brandy? Uh, You know, maybe we don't want you to feud with Dan Lambert. That's probably not a good idea. You know, that's probably not a good idea. Let's, let's, let's not do that. You know, but that would take a person in a leadership position to be able to sit down and converse, not confront, as Jim Ross has said, and just say, hey, this ain't working. Let's tweak things. Cody Rhodes, again, at his best, is an awesome pro wrestler, not a spot guy, not a flaming tables guy. You could have reeled him in. That's what part of being a boss is. So, yeah, a lot, a lot of crazy stuff. I, I guess, you know, again, I'm not an insider or anything. I know a lot of people, obviously, being around for a long time and previously working in the TV industry. And I guess technically, independently, you know, still working in TV. And inter- I've interviewed, you know, AW stars recently and stuff. 
couple people were up in my DMs. Again, nothing confirmed, but you know, whatever. I'll just I'll just share these. So one person here who's friends with a lot of talent there said that Tony Khan pretty much does everything. So I had been conversing with this person about like, you know, Cody leaving. You know, did any of these young guys even even talk to Cody or any of these veterans out there? And and this guy said, no, the agents, well, they do some stuff. It's mainly Tony Khan. And I can't help but think that if I was a billionaire and a son of a billionaire, why wouldn't you delegate? Part of having a billion dollars is to do whatever you want. And running a wrestling company, if you're a billionaire, might be fun to an extent, but like, shouldn't you delegate? Shouldn't you trust some other people with the creative process? Like, it's almost like they've mismanaged the football, with all due respect, but it's almost like they've mismanaged the football team or something. It's almost like they let Byron Leftwich walk and kept Trembalki for any football fans that get that reference. Still, man, I, I would not have let this guy walk, okay? Personality clashes and all, I wouldn't have let him walk. And unless he asked for a number that was so obscene that, you know, even a billionaire couldn't justify it, then okay, let him walk. But my God, what? Now, as far as going to WWE... I, th- I think we know where this could go. He'll get paid a lot of money. He'll go to WWE. And he'll get buried. Or maybe he'll get a nice little push at first. And then they'll find a way to embarrass him because he left the company that originally brought him in. Now, it could, it could if his name, if his last name wasn't Rhodes, I would say, and maybe it gets still work out. But, you know, Vince McMahon with the polka dots, Dusty Rhodes, that'll happen in the past. But I would say if his last name wasn't Rhodes, I could see maybe... Just maybe Vince treating him like Drew McIntyre, whereas Drew McIntyre voluntarily left, made himself a major star on the indies, kicked ass everywhere he went, became Impact World Champion, and then became the prodigal son that returned, killed it in NXT, has done a phenomenal job on the main roster. I love his WWE title runs. Like, that could happen. But last time I checked, Cody's also not six foot five, and while he's a you know a great looking specimen, you know, he's not the size requirements that Drew McIntyre fills for Vince McMahon. That could happen. Or, again, they could put him in polka dots or do something wacky like they did with Dusty back in the day. Although the difference is I don't think Cody's hurting as much for money as perhaps maybe Dusty was, you know, post, you know, being a booker for for Crockett Promotions. Let's get to some of the comments here. I have a question. Do you think we'll get Legacy versus Bloodline? Um, I really have no interest in seeing Ted DiBiase Jr. anywhere. If you don't know and you could Google it, you Google his name and Brett Favre's name and you will find a story of him allegedly, along with his brothers, allegedly uh, laundering money um, from the state of Mississippi and, yeah, essentially stealing welfare money and and government money and money that needed to go to people that actually needed the money. So um, F. Ted DiBiase Jr. for what he allegedly did. not trying to get sued here. Uh, but he can kiss my ass, and you know, hopefully, he is having a, a terrible day somewhere, along with his allegedly scumbag brothers and family who stole money, along with Brett Favre, who can also kiss my ass. Do you think we'll get dashing Cody Rhodes or American Nightmare? Oh man, that's a great question. I mean, we might even get st- we could get Stardust. I don't want Stardust back. I feel like this is kind of a missed opportunity by WWE, though. You could have done the three faces of Foley with this guy. You could have had American Nightmare Cody come out with the music, which I'm pretty sure he has the rights to with, with uh, Downstate or Downstraight, whatever their name is, the band. And you could have had him come out afterwards as Stardust. Uh, no, you could have done American Nightmare first, eliminate him. 
He could have came back as a dashing Cody Rhodes or, or the evil Cody Rhodes with the mask from back in the day. Eliminate him. And then he could have come back as Stardust. And it would have been fun. And that would have been like a kind of cool cameo thing. No, it wouldn't be the same impact as AJ Styles debuting in 2016. But it would have been fun for the fans, especially because that Royal Rumble was awful. Just awful. It led to Shane McMahon getting fired. That's how bad it was. So, yeah, why not? Every Everything's on the table. I would love to see him inserted into a, a world title program immediately because this is a huge acquisition. Think about this. This is the first guy, the first guy to go from AEW to WWE. Think about that. From AEW to WWE. I know they had that kid. I forgot his name. I think he's British. He trained under Seth Rollins. His name escapes me because I feel like they just put him in NXT UK and I never watch NXT UK. So he might as well be in, you know, the witness protection program. But I remember there was a guy, Ben Carter's name, whatever. Some kid who was really impressive on AEW Dynamite or Rampage or whatever. And then like the next week, Deddy B signed him. And he was like one of Seth Rollins' kids. So there was like that defection, which didn't really count. But as far as like a guy who's been with AEW, who's known as an AEW guy, to go to Deddy B and for it to be an EVP and for it to be Cody Rhodes, the guy who banged that AEW drum louder than everybody. Like, my goodness. What what, what can you say? That that is a huge coup for WWE. So I think they, they don't need to do anything. But man, I think they really should push him strong at first. If they're going to do title versus title with Brock versus Roman, then you know what? Maybe maybe, maybe instead of you know, putting him in a title picture, put him against Damian Priest. Why not? He's actually younger than Damian Priest. And I believe they did work together in ROH as well when he was Punishment Martinez. And they are, they are both familiar with each other because also Cody Rhodes has a relationship or has his own school, actually, with Nightmare Factory, which... I'm pretty sure still has a relationship with the Monster Factory in New Jersey, right in my neck of the woods, where Punishment Martinez, uh, Damien Priest, was not only a trainer, but a wrestler there. So, hey, why not? I mean, I think that'd be a hell of a match. And American Nightmare, you know, for better or worse, he's still got the neck tattoo. He could hold on to the U.S. title for a while. And look, say we want to have a be booking. A lot of it's been pretty terrible over the years. But if there's a couple things that Deddy B has done right, even unintentionally, one of them is the push of Damian Priest, and the other is the the U.S. title. Like, Bobby Lashley won it. He was a great champion. Riddle won it. He was a decent champion. Sheamus won it, and he was a hell of a champion. And then Damian Priest, he's been a champion for like almost a year now. He's been fantastic. So, yeah, why not? Unlike the Intercontinental title, which, hey, I'm, I'm happy that Nakamura and Sami Zayn are getting some shine with it, but let's keep it real. I mean, how many times has Nakamura defended the title? He was out for like a month, and he, he didn't, when was the last time he defended it? Like, you could always said, like, Boogs is like the interim champion or something. It was crazy. Whereas the U.S. title has been defended week in, week out, and, you know, it, it, look at the guys that have held it. They've done pretty well for themselves. Again, Riddle, Priest, Sheamus, Lashley. So... There are worse things in the world than feuding with an awesome wrestler like Damian Priest you know, for the U.S. title WrestleMania. And I'll actually probably enjoy that feud. Now, if they're going to have a separate world title, why the hell not? I'd be down with, with, with Cody Rhodes in the world title picture. I don't really see how he'd fit in with Lashley or Seth Rollins. I feel like those are weird matchups. I think if Big E was still the world champ, I think if Big E was still the world champion 
it would have been better because you know you could do like some type of invasion angle you know biggie's homegrown daddy b guy you know he had like the tease with the young bucks at e3 which I, I covered a few years ago which is crazy to think about now that was right before aw launched you know but whatever look he's a big star i think you should do big star things with him i don't think you should just bring him in to do the 24 7 title stuff you want to do that six months later a year down the road as much as it would break my heart go for it but right now you got to stick it to the competition. You got Cody freaking Rhodes and Brandy if they sign her on again too. Hopefully not as Eden Styles. So, yeah, go for it. Terrence Sullivan says, I feel like we're all taking crazy pills. Bro, I'm broadcasting about wrestling on a, on a Tuesday afternoon. And as many of you know, while I cover a lot of the big events, I don't watch as much wrestling as I used to. I interview some wrestlers. But, yeah, I'm not, I haven't been so hot with all these creative things going on. If there's... If there's shows I'll watch in real time, it's usually pay-per-views. It's usually AEW Dynamite, like, in real time. Just because whether I like it or not, there's always something interesting that goes on. And, you know, when they're really good, like the Sammy Cody match, it's like, holy crap. And when they're really bad, it's still fun enough where I could text my friends and be like, wow, that was really bad. Whereas Raw and SmackDown are just kind of boring sometimes. But, you know, I mean, of course, I love Roman Reigns and, and Brock. They're, they're killing it. But, yeah, also, hashtag Free Ali. Seriously. And do something with my man Mansoor. We got Crown Jewel coming up, which, by the way, I'll be covering this Saturday. And my man Mansoor's got nothing to do. Jeez. I don't know, man. I, I, other than Sami Zayn, I, I don't think Vince likes uh, us Arabs very much, man. Ice and my man Ali. Not doing anything with Mansoor right now, except in Saudi Arabia. And even now, he's not doing anything right now. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. Uh, all the debut firings make sense now. No, I don't think they make sense at all. I, I They could afford to have kept those people to not fire them during a pandemic. And they could have signed Cody Rhodes. They got more than enough money. You know, hell, Vince could probably make a small investment in an NFL team if he wanted to, probably. But, you know, such, such is life. But this is a, look, this is a layup for WWE, right? EVP on the market. Why not? And he's a homegrown star. So, yeah, Cody could get his namesake back, namesake back, excuse me. Actually, uh, he does technically have the rights to it already. So I don't know if he'd have to re-sign on the rights or, or re-sign off the rights, I should say. I don't know. But he's he was Cody Rhodes at the end of his AEW run, so we could be Cody Rhodes in WWE. Do you think we'll get his American Nightmare music or whoa? Good question. I don't know. I don't know. I like both, but American Nightmare just hits different or, you know, Kingdom Come, whatever hits different, especially with the lights and the pyro and everything and i know people did not like cody and and kind of like the self-absorbedness and this and that and the other thing and oh my god he's got all this pyro for himself and and this and that but listen and maybe because my 33rd birthday is tomorrow as we speak maybe because i'm getting older i'm getting a little crankier uh, i'm getting I'm, I'm starting to see maybe things a little more vince ish i don't know but there are so many guys and this is not just in AEW. But there are so many people I see sometimes who do not look like stars, who do not carry themselves like stars. I'm not talking about muscle mass. I'm talking about just presentation, how they carry themselves in general. And whatever you want to say about Cody Rhodes, okay, you cannot argue that this guy, whenever he makes an entrance, whether he's rocking the suit, whether he's looking like Homelander, whether he's just in regular tights, the guy carries himself like a star, like a big deal. He may not be a big deal to everybody, but he carries himself like a big deal. He's not wearing shorts and a tank top and, 
you know, acting all goofy, and he he's not, you know, like dressed like a like a slob or like he just got off a shift from Home Depot. Like no, like he's dressed like somebody. Whether you want to boo him vociferously or whether you want to cheer him vociferously, he looks and acts like somebody because narrator he is. So hopefully they keep that trend. Cody going back to the place to treat him like a joke. Good luck, Cody, or should I call him Stardust? Look. My gut is telling me this seems like a bad move for both parties. More so for AEW than Cody, because I think Cody's going to get paid either way. And I would like to assume that Cody and Brandy have been smart with their money and have made wise investments. I mean, other than the neck tattoo. I'd, I'd like to think they have made wise investments. So, assuming that Cody is as financially smart as I think he is and learned from the lessons of the past... Uh, with his you know, brother and, and, and father, I think he'll be fine. And yeah, okay, you might have to deal with some BS in WWE, but I think long-term he'll be fine. He's got a beautiful wife. He's got a beautiful baby. And he's, he's got a good life right now. And for Tony Khan, it's one last guy you could rely upon, whether you chose to call upon him or not in recent times. It's one last guy with the credibility to make new stars for you. It's one last guy who can... You know, teach these kids like you know, how to wrestle on TV, where the camera is, how to do this, how to do that. Yeah, you have some other guys there too. Uh, but I feel like for better or worse, with AEW now, it's going to be more of the blind leading the blind. And again, it was nice to have a top guy who, you know, whether indulgent or not, kind of respected the guys of the past. Again, bringing in Arn, bringing in Jake, bringing in Tully Blanchard. And, you know, when I, when I, I saw an interview that Billy Gunn did recently... I can't believe I'm agreeing with Mr. Ass of all people. But Billy Gunn's saying that a lot of these kids are not going out of their way to talk to Dean Malenko. Are not going out of their way to talk to Jerry Lynn. Are not going out of their way to talk to Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard. I'm not saying you have to take advice from everybody. But as some of you know, I interview a lot of actors these days. I've had so many actors tell me that some of the coolest times that they've had is learning from people like Mahershala Ali or Denzel or whoever that they get to be on set with and just watch like a masterclass. I can't imagine being a young wrestler and not going up to Jake the Snake, the four freaking horsemen, and getting some feedback. But no, let's go to Michael Nakazawa or Brandon Cutler or uh, I don't know what other bums they have working there backstage. It's crazy. It's crazy. Anyway, that's my thoughts. Uh, I had a lot on my mind. <laughs> As you know, I am a Cody fan, but, uh, you know, I am also critical of him too. And yeah, I hope it works out for him. I think it will financially. Hopefully it works out creatively. This is crazy times. I'll get to one more comment here. Eddie says he knows what's best for him and his family. Also, WrestleVote stated that Diddy B and Cody Rhodes have an agreement. Well, I would hope they have an agreement because why in God's name would you leave without an agreement? Right? Why would you screw yourself over like that? I'm sure they do. So, yeah. What can I say other than, hey, congratulations to Cody and Brandy Rhodes. I am grateful for the memories they gave us in AEW. There would not be an AEW without them. There were arguably wouldn't be a Forbidden Door without them. And they did a hell of a job. And whether people want to give them the credit or not, I will give them the credit. They did a great job. Were some things cringe? Yes, they were. But so were the other VP stuff too. They did a great job. Cody had some great matches. Again, ending on a high note with that Sammy Guevara ladder match. 
fantastic. And as for AEW, well, we'll 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 see we'll see what happens. My guts tell me I don't I don't like this at all, and this sends kind of the wrong message. And yeah, I don't know. It just it just, it just sends the wrong message. For every Keith Lee, they signed a bunch of other people that, uh, you know, maybe aren't TV ready. And they could have just re-signed Cody. And they got the money. It's not like they don't have the money. I don't know. I di- I'll keep it classy. I'll just say I strongly disagree with Tony Khan right now. Also, he should apologize to Big Swole, but that's another story for another day. Until next time, everybody. If you enjoyed this update, please like, share. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications for more updates, for more interviews. I got a lot of interviews in the works right now. If you're a sports fan, if you're an entertainment fan, and as I mentioned, I'll be covering Crown Jewel. It is Crown Jewel. No, Elimination Chamber. Jesus Christmas. Elimination Chamber. The Crown Jewel of Elimination Chamber. Uh, This Saturday, we'll also be doing coverage of Bellator MMA as well, so stay tuned for that. And until next time, as always, enjoy the matches. And oh, by the way, I'll link it in the show notes and in the comments. Check out my interview that I conducted with Cody and Brandy Rhodes a few months back. It might be very telling in retrospect. As always, enjoy the matches in the the land of American dreams. Be an American nightmare. I don't know. That, That sounded cool to say at the time.